Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from Friday, October 29th through today, which is Sunday, October 31st of 2021. Uh, It is Halloween, I guess, everywhere. Um, But I don't know who all celebrates and who doesn't. But if you do, happy Halloween. Uh, I personally, like, I have no reason for not liking Halloween, like, zero. um, Other than as a child, I was terrified of basically everything. Um, And so Halloween, as one can imagine, was the worst. Um, And I just like never recovered. I don't particularly like it. I do think tonight I'm going to watch Hocus Pocus for the first time. So there's that. Um, You know, I'm late late 20s and uh, just watching Hocus Pocus for the first time. Totally fine. Um, I remember there being like ABC Family, which doesn't even exist anymore. It's called Freeform now. But Years ago, it was called ABC Family, and I just never watched Hocus Pocus. There were always, like, the 31 Nights of Halloween or whatever it was, um, and yeah, I just never really got on board, and uh, now I'm there, so, you know, maybe I'll watch it tonight. I don't know. I haven't found it streaming yet, so I'll have to decide if I'm going to pay for it, um, but anyway, that is <laughs> where we're at. Um, I will say we had quite a good bit go on today. Um, I don't know if it was like a ton, but it was certainly a good bit, um, over the weekend. Um, all of that really culminating because, uh, over the weekend was the G20 summit in Rome, um, which typically it's pretty rare just so people know, it's pretty rare that Royals attend G20 summits. Um, unless they're in the host country. And then yes, they'll host a couple of things, um, as head of state of their country. That being said, um, Queen Maxima is kind of an exception, um, as she is part of the, she's also part of the UN cause she's the UN secretary general special advocate for financial inclusion. Um, so she attended, but then also, um, this year, the Italian prime minister extended an invitation to the Prince of Wales, um, to come and be a part of the conversation around climate change. Um, given that Charles has been an advocate for climate policy, uh, not policies, excuse me, let me rephrase climate change initiatives. Um, and easing that, um, for the better part of 50 years now. So he was invited to give a speech at a side event. Um, so this is kind of a thing that we'll talk about continuously as it goes on. Um, but when Royals are at events like this kind of all at the same time, or if there's like a big event in the Royal watching community, um, that other royals attend, this will be where it starts. Like, I'll start the episode with that kind of thing um, because I think that's the best way to do it um, in that it gives the information that a lot of people want up at the top. Plus, otherwise, it's really hard to, like, fit it in places. Um, 
rather than talking about like the G20 and the British royal family section and then, you know, talking about Denmark and then talking about the G20 again. Um, so I don't think any other royals aside from the British royal family are attending COP26. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. I don't think any of the royals that I talk about on a daily basis are attending COP26 aside from the British royal family. Um, but if they do, I'll talk about COP26, which starts literally tomorrow um, at the top. But this goes for things like royal weddings um, in 2020 before the pandemic. Um, the royals attended, a lot of royals attended the 75th anniversary um, of the liberation of Auschwitz in um, Auschwitz-Birkenau at the, at the camp. Um, and so, like, I talked about that at first. Um, I was planning on doing the same thing for, like, Queen Margrethe's birthday. Um, it was going to end up being what is now a special episode, but, like, that kind of thing. Um, so, that's where we're at here. Um, you know, Davos, etc. all gets that, like, top treatment. So, like I said, the G20 summit was held over this weekend. Um, so the G20 is the group of 20 nations that have the, um, like highest economies in the, in the country or in the world. Sorry. Um, so it includes the U S Italy, uh, Spain, um, China, probably Japan. Um, Lots of different countries. Those are the ones I know of off the top of my head. France, Germany. I could go list them all, but I'm not going to. Um, and this year, Italy was chosen as the host nation. So it cycles between um, the 20 nations, kind of similar to the G7, um, just extent expanded. Um, they get together once a year to talk about a host of issues. Um, so I've, I've seen some, like misinformation that this is a um event dedicated to climate change it is not that it actually starts tomorrow like i said cop 26 um is the climate kind of gathering for the world leaders um where only climate issues are going to be discussed over the next however many days that cop 26 is going on um so that is that. Um, like I said, the Prince of Wales was invited by the Italian Prime Minister, so he took on a few days worth of events in Rome. Um, he attended the official dinner and reception that is hosted by the head of state, so in this case Italy has a president and a prime minister, um, so he attended that hosted by the president, which is the higher level um, head of state there. Um, the prime minister is like leader of the government, um, and the president does head of state things that are not related to governing. Um, the U.S. is kind of an anomaly in that our head of state is also our governing president. Um, it gets very confusing. Um, so he att Charles attended that reception, um, and then on Sunday, so today, he met with the Prime Minister of Italy and then gave a speech at a side event that was focused on environment um, and global cooperation on climate change policies. Um, I have not watched his speech solely because... <laughs> 
COP26 is literally tomorrow, uh, and so there's, like, a lot going on. Um, but it was, I've read it. Uh, it was very focused on the environment, COP26 coming up, um, and different ways the global community can take action. Um, and then after the visit, so this doesn't really have anything to do with G20 other than he was in Italy uh, to do this. But he met with CEOs with the Sustainable Market Initiative, which is something he launched at the World Economic Forum in January of 2020, um, which is a grouping of CEOs committed to making their companies more sustainable. Um, so he met with fashion CEOs today um, to launch Digital ID, which is a QR code that are going to be on like the tags of items um, that individuals can scan and see how the company that they bought from is making a um, environmental impact. So I thought that was really cool. So that was his events. Um, and then, like I said, Queen Maxima also attended. Um, she attended all of this as the UN Secretary General's special advocate, not as the Queen of the Netherlands. Yes, she is both. Um, obviously, she's queen and that's her higher title, but like she was doing this specifically in her role with the UN. Um, and sometimes I feel like I need to make that clear. I'm always going to, not always, a lot of times I'm going to talk about her UNSG activities or UNSG SA activities um, because she is still like the queen. Um, but like, I don't know, it's a hard one because she's the only royal who I talk about who kind of carry like dual roles in that. She has her own office as the UN Secretary General Special Advocate in New York and like has a whole staff there too, um, working on these issues all the time. But like literally she's the only one who has this um, because she's amazing. Um, so she attended for three days. Um, Friday, she held meetings with various attendees. So Friday was like the pre-day. This is where a lot of the bilats were happening between world leaders um, and various meetings like these. So she met with the managing director of the International Monetary Fund. She met with the financial minister or the minister of finance for India. Um, she just held, held a lot of meetings on Friday and then on Saturday, um, she met with the president of Rwanda, but then also gave a speech during the side event that is focused on micro to medium sized businesses. So like micro, small and medium sized enterprises, especially focused on women led businesses, um, and then, so that was a, like I said, a side event, but like a few, um, like I think the Prime Minister of Italy was there. I'm not sure if Boris Johnson stayed for that part. Um, Janet Yellen, who is the Secretary of the Treasury for the U.S., so very similar to like a Minister of Finance, um, was there. They, they like took a picture from behind Janet Yellen's head, um, which I thought was a really cool picture. Um, just me being the U.S. political nerd that I am. So that was on Saturday, and then today on Sunday, which was the final day of the summit, she met with the Foreign Secretary of Mexico about um, financial inclusion and fintech, um, and then also met with the President of the World Bank about new potential collaboration opportunities between um, her role as UNSGSA and the World Bank. Um, so that was her day, her weekend in Rome. Um, I'm just gonna say 
there are times, and this happens with almost all the royal families, where I'm like, meh, not feeling it. Um, and, like, anytime Queen Maxima, like, shows her power and her knowledge and, like, is in this kind of element, I am all for her. Like, when she is showing off that super smart financial brain that she has, I am, like, all for it. Um, because it's just, it's amazing. Um, like I literally have just like, sometimes I'll put notes in my outline, especially on weekend events. If I'm like, oh, I forget what I want to talk about here. Like I'll put in italics, like what I want to say, um, or what I want to specifically comment on. And I literally just wrote queen because she was amazing this weekend. Um, also she looked really fantastic, which is like not a thing I like commenting on necessarily, but like there was a sparkly blue suit involved, which like does not sound good the way I just phrased it, but like seriously check out the pictures on thedailyroyal.com. She's amazing. Um, okay, so that is the G20. So now let's go ahead and move on and officially get started with the Belgian royal family. Belgium. In Belgium, we had one event over the weekend, and it was technically on, it was on Friday, um, and so this was the reception for Belgian athletes that King Philippe and Queen Mathilde hosted. Um, this is an annual thing they do. Um, this year, obviously, it included um, the Olympics, the Olympians and Paralympians from Tokyo. Um, normally, like in a non-Olympic year, it's going to include. Um, champions of like international or not champions but like medalists of international competitions from every single facet whether that be you know football cycling um I'm trying to think of like other things that I've seen them specifically note on their social media feed um and those are the two that are coming to mind um but then in Olympic years, obviously meeting with Olympic medalists and Paralympic medalists. Um, and so every year they hold this reception at the Royal Palace um, for these athletes. So that was a really fun thing. Uh, I don't know, in a less COVID-y world. Um, so they did wear face masks. I, I really need to freshen up what countries have COVID restrictions like and what they are. Um, I don't know if there's an easy way to do that, but maybe I'll work on that um, because I know people are starting to get confused because like Denmark are host Denmark is hosting like these really big events um, and it's because they have no COVID restrictions, like none whatsoever anywhere. Um, you can hug, you can do all the things um, because their vaccination rate is so high and their transmission rates are so low right now. Um, but they always have like a contingency plan. Norway has done the same thing. Sweden is just off in its own little world, always has been. Um, and that like face masks and stuff have really never been the norm in Sweden. Um, but like, I think now we're pretty at a pretty normal place. Um, anyway, who knows? Um, so I'll freshen up probably and like figure out where restrictions are in terms of each country. Um, I'm noticing a lot in the UK, like there don't seem to be restrictions, so maybe there aren't anymore. Um, but anyway, in Belgium, they were still wearing face masks. I think face masks are required inside 
probably when social distancing is impossible or like you want to be having conversations, um, which is what this was. So I don't think it's necessarily inside all the time because like they just did a few inside things with no masks. So I think it's just up for debate, probably in healthcare settings, yes, mask, probably in non-healthcare settings where social distancing is possible, no mask. I don't know. It's hard to keep up. Um, but anyway, that was their Friday. Um, I think they still have a few events scheduled this week. I can't remember off the top of my head. I haven't gone through yet. Um, for all the countries and like put down what's going on. I know um, there are some events scheduled, but I don't remember if those are this week or next week. So um, anyway, that is what is going on in Belgium. Um, nothing additional to the G20 summit was going on in the UK aside from another press release about the Queen's health, um, which basically said she's going to take another additional two weeks. Um, and we'll be back in time for the Remembrance Sunday ceremony uh, service. Uh, but we'll miss the Festival of Remembrance, which I think is like the event held the night before. Um, so that's that's that. Uh, still, I'm, I'm now in between concerned and worried if you're following like my... <laughs> uh, barometer here. Uh, you know, I was concerned. Now I'm like closer to worried, but still not full blown worried. Um, I think I'll get worried if she misses Remembrance Sunday. Like if she ends up having to miss it, I think that's when I'll be like, okay, what's going on? What's happening? Um, right now I'm just like, you know, she's 95, like things like this are bound to start happening more frequently. Um, but what's going on? I'm like I'm not panicked. So, um, anyway, that is what was going on in Belgium and the UK. So now let's go ahead and jump over to Denmark. Denmark. In Denmark, there were a few things going on. Um, however, like, one of them was just not announced and not really in the time frame I normally talk about. However, I feel like it's such a big deal that I am going to make an exception to my, like, if you don't share about it on the day, um, I'm not going to talk about it simply because, like, it's an international thing. It was like a couple days worth of events. Um, so we'll we'll start with that because it it officially was um October 27th to the 29th so like that is the time frame uh that we're starting with and then we'll talk about Queen Margaretha's event on the 29th as well um so <laughs> from October 27th to the 29th when I was saying that nothing was going on in Denmark which there wasn't there was nothing scheduled anything like that um <laughs> Crown Princess Mary was in Burkina Faso, which is a country, I think, in Africa. She was there with the Danish Minister for Development Aid. So this is a, a cooperation and development trip um, that was done with the Danish government uh, with Crown Princess Mary attending as well. This is something that, if I remember correctly, she would do kind of every year. So um, it's just 
because I didn't follow them super closely prior to starting this podcast. And then obviously there's been a pandemic, so I certainly haven't been following. There certainly haven't been any of these happening. Um, I, I just, I think she's done these before, but I don't really know for sure. Um, but so it was a two day official visit. So arrival on the 27th, no official engagements. And then on the 28th and 29th holding those events. Um, so on the 28th, um, she visited a public health center. So these are typically volunteer staffed, um, publicly funded healthcare centers that are not always the best. Um, but they serve as the primary health center for the, like, for the region that they're in, but also, like, these are spread out, and that's what the primary point of contact is for healthcare in the country. Um, they, they do, like, 95% of the day-to-day healthcare, or, like, of the healthcare stuff. Um, and then there are hospitals, of course, for, like, the 5% of stuff that isn't done at these public health centers. Um, or like cannot be done there. So she worked, she talked to them. Um, the focus of the trip was on the rights of women and girls in terms of really everything, but this specific one was in terms of healthcare, um, access to reproductive health, everything's. Um, and so she was able to see what they had, what they were able to provide to really help with, um, various, reproductive health issues that are just common in in the country um, in terms of, you know, providing contraceptive and um, prevention measures for pregnancies and things along, like other preventative measures for pregnancy as well. Um, so that is the first day. And then on day two, um, she started the day meeting with the president of Burkina Faso. Um, she also visited a girls club where she took part in discussions, um, on some of the more, the Danish Royal household used the word taboo, um, topics that affect girls in this country. So that includes things like, um, genital mutilation and, um, child marriages, the legal side of that, um, just kind of all of those taboo quote topics, um, in a open and honest way, because that is the point of this. So it was like a very open, honest discussion that was un, um, not moderated in terms of like, no, don't talk about that. No, don't say that, etc. Um, and then she also had a lunch with a panel of representatives, um, that were like youth representatives that was organized by the Danish embassy, um, on the Danish Burkina Faso, um, collaboration efforts, um, and part of that cooperation, um, in development in developing countries. Um, and then in the evening, she attended a reception at the Danish ambassador's residence where she gave a speech talking about kind of the past two days of experiences and the work that Denmark is doing in the country to really help develop, to help the development of the country. So that's, that's what the focus of these are. 
Um, these are countries that are not considered developed countries. They are developing. Um, and there are a lot of foreign entities that have a role um, in aiding and developing this country. So, like, the U.S. is in a lot of these countries. Spain is in a lot of these countries. Um, Denmark is in a lot of these countries. Norway has some as well. Um, there are just a lot of countries that are putting feet on the ground to really help um, in terms of healthcare and other social issues that need addressed, um, really taking the reins on that um, while the country is continuing to grow and develop and modernize, etc. Um, so that was her visit to Burkina Faso. Um, again, completely unannounced, unshared until she was home. So part of that is probably safety, um, just as well as privacy for those events. Um, so, then we also have on Friday, Queen Margrethe visited the Nature and Science Festival for children that is being hosted in Hillroad, um, where she and 250 of the children there, uh, took part in planting of several trees, um, which is part of an initiative that has donated 10,000 trees to help in reforestation of Zealand, which is a, a region within Denmark. Um, and so I think Queen Margrethe is patron for the organization that donated the trees. Um, but of course this is like a really great event. I have now decided that the whole world needs to be allowed to partake in like the Queen's green canopy, um, because I want all the tree plantings. Uh, no, anyway, like reforestation is of course super duper important. So that was Denmark's Friday. Um, so now we are gonna move over um, to Norway. There was an event on Friday for King Willem Alexander. There's just not a lot I can really, um, there's not a lot that they shared from it. So um, he attended a neighborhood meeting um, for the Driebergen Regenberg neighborhood um, that uses a more public approach to um, coordinating social issues. So like that is handled mostly by the residents of the neighborhood rather than these outside organizations. Um, so he was able to hear about the results of the meeting, including a, of the task, um, including the achievements and some of the bottlenecks and challenges that the community faced while trying to implement this process. So that is what was going on for King Willem Alexander. Um, and then we have Queen Maxima at the G20, which we've already talked about. So we are going to move over to the Norwegian royal family. Norway. In Norway, King Harald had two events over the past few days. Um, so on Friday, he attended an event at the Oslo City Hall celebrating the 50th anniversary of labor immigration between Pakistan to Norway. Um, so 50 years ago, what this basically means is that Norway was in need of labor laborers um, and Pakistan provided them, essentially. I mean, there was 
much more nuanced to it and all of that. Um, and I don't know if it was like a refugee situation or what. Um, but 50 years ago this happened and um, because of that, Norway now has a strong Pakistani culture community um, created. So this was a celebration of the way that this um, immigration for labor has turned into like a culturally significant part of the country, um, specifically in Oslo, but elsewhere as well. Um, so that was the event on Friday. And then today, um, King Harald attended the women's, uh, Norwegian women's football championship game, um, where he watched the game and then delivered the cup to, um, an Oslo team. It's, I think it's called Valerenga, which is a neighborhood within Oslo, um, just on my, like, small amount of research that I have done. Um, it feels really late for it to be a football cup, but maybe that's just because, like, I feel like I spent all summer watching football. Um, I don't know. I don't really know if women's, what women's football season is, um, particularly in Norway. I have zero clue. Um, but I like that he was there. Um, and yeah, I thought that was awesome. So that is what was going on for him. I do think they have events this week um, as well, but I know Sweden really doesn't, so I'm not entirely sure if Norway and Sweden seem to follow a very similar pattern, um, but I'm not sure. So I'll check. Again, I'll know more probably by the end of the night for me, but I just don't know it yet um, as I'm <laughs> continuing to just do all the things. Um that I do. So that is what was going on in Norway. So now we are going to move over to the Spanish royal family. Spain. In Spain, there were two events on Friday. Um, so King Felipe delivered the Kingdom of Spain Award for Business, an award that was created, I think, six years ago. Um, I think this was the sixth edition, um, but it was created to honor a Spanish business person. Um, so like, this is typically gonna be a CEO of a larger company. Um, that has one enhanced Spain's economy by creating more jobs, but two created a name for Spanish businesses internationally. So they have typically um, expanded their brand internationally as well. Um, and also invest back into their country in a positive way. So that, um, I think he did this earlier in the year. Um, and maybe that one went to Anna Botin, who is the, CEO of Santander Bank, at least I think. Um, so maybe maybe that was earlier this year. I don't remember him doing this in person last year um, because pandemic, but I, I could be wrong. Um, so that was his Friday event. Um, and then also on Friday, Queen Letizia attended the Tudela Opera Prima Film Festival, um, which is held in Tudela. Like it's named for the city it's held in, in Navarra. Um, and the festival is a, 
a Spanish language feature film festival. Um, so it, it goes on for about a week. Um, but this particular day, Friday was a, um, a special tribute to, um, a film called That Happy Couple. Well, that's the English translation, but it's Esa Pareja Feliz. Um, and so that was, it was a screen, it was a screening, um, and then awards given to family members of the writer and director, um, of the film. So the film came out in 1953. I couldn't really find like a good synopsis of it. I think it was very satirical in terms of like exploring marital, like, public versus, you know, public perception versus behind the, the scenes, uh, reality. Um, but I'm not entirely sure if that's accurate or not. Um, so she attended that and then, um, there was nothing on Saturday and today there was no events, but today is the princess of Astoria's 16th birthday. Um, so Leonor is now 16, uh, just in time to basically go back to Wales for the next <laughs> round half term is over, um, classes start tomorrow. So I'm sure she went back either today or yesterday. Um, but I don't know, uh, just throwing that out there. Um, so that is what was going on in Spain. So now we are going to move over to the Swedish Royal family. Sweden. There were two events in Sweden on Friday. Um, so in the morning, King Carl Gustav met with the president of the European Court of Justice, who is currently on an official visit to Sweden for a reason I do not really understand. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It didn't really make sense to me. They kind of shared it, but like, it's very judicial and obviously, um, and I just don't know what it means. So that um, was his first event. And then in the evening, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia attended the Swedish Academy of Engineering, Engineering Sciences Gathering, um, which is an annual event for the Swedish royal family. I think typically more than King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia attend. I think it's everybody. Um, but because pandemic life, maybe it was just shortened down to those two. Um, but the King delivers medals awarded by the Swedish Academy of Engineering, um, focused on various pieces of science. So there was, um, an award given for 2021 that was given to, um, like a pharmacy, uh, researcher or something or other, um, due to the vaccine, the COVID vaccine specifically, obviously, um, lots of different, awards there relating back to the science field. Um, this is a gala-ish event. Um, so they both wore their orders, but there were like no, Queen Sylvia wasn't in like a tiara kind of event, um, but it was a, a bit a gala event, which is why I tend to remember other people going as well. Um, but I could be wrong. Um, it's been a couple years. I don't know. So anyway, that is what was going on with them. Like I said, I do know the Swedish royal family does not have any events going on this week. 
um, at least scheduled. That doesn't mean there won't be some pop-up events, but like scheduled wise, there's nothing. Um, so that's like a little update there. Um, but with that, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. So I will be updating all of these. Most of these pictures are already online, um, on the dailyroyal.com and on the daily Royal on Instagram. I just have like a few to add to Instagram. And then, um, I will be uploading every single product to shop the this week, uh, like literally tomorrow. Um, and then I'll also do all of the engagement counts and birthday previews for the month ahead, uh, also tomorrow. So lots going on tomorrow, but stay tuned for more info on all of that. Um, and with that, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic Monday. Bye.